0: Welcome to Pedagog Bonus, a short episode that explores a single topic or a question. I'm your host, Shane Wood. In this bonus episode, I talk with Lori Ostergaard, professor and the chair of the Department of Writing and Rhetoric at Oakland University. Lori is also the editor of WPA Writing Program Administration. Her archival research examines the history of composition rhetoric at Midwestern normal schools and high schools. She focuses primarily on the research theories and practices of educators working during the first three decades of the 20th century. Laurie's research has appeared in numerous journals, including College English, Rhetoric Review, Composition Studies, and Composition Forum. In this bonus episode, we talk about academic publishing, and you know I'm thankful for Laurie's willingness to sit down as the editor of WPA, one of the leading journals in writing studies, to talk with us about academic publishing. So first Lori, thank you for joining us and spending time talking about something so important. I can think of a lot of best practices I've heard about publishing. For example, there's a lot to be said about knowing the journal's values and audience, familiarizing yourself with what's already been published by the journal, and knowing and situating yourself in the academic conversation you're entering and building on. But there's also a lot of questions and perhaps mystery too. What journal should I target? Who are the reviewers? What are they looking for? What should I do during the revise and resubmit phase? This topic can be approached broadly, so maybe we could start there. With helpful tips and strategies we should consider before publishing, maybe something we should think about more closely, even while writing. And then do you mind talking more specifically about what you have found to work well in a manuscript published by WPA?
1: So that's a fantastic question. So, I mean, I think... The first and most important thing is is figuring out what journal you're targeting. I think that, you know, one good way to find a target journal is to look at your own work cited, right? What journal are you citing the most? That's a good target. Now find another journal. Look at the journal online. Look at the masthead and the editorial board. If you recognize those names and those names are you know, people you cite and use, that's a good journal for you. If they are people in your field, but they're sort of, you know, adjacent to your corner of the field, that's going to take some revising right, to address them. And I think, you know, find the article in the journal that best models what you're doing and go through and annotate it. Um, So look at the introduction and, okay, they start with an anecdote, you know, now they're talking about their methods and annotate one article and then look at your article and annotate it too. What are you doing? And what things can you pull in? And that's, that's sort of how I taught myself how to write some history articles, was by looking at the ones that I really admired. And if you look at, you know, the books and the, the journals I was reading at the time, you'll see my notes in the margin, do this, do this, right? Put this here. So, you know, thinking in terms of really making sure that you're using the journalism model. Um, and I think all of us need to spend more time working on our introductions you know like we think of the the heart of the essay is the results the heart of the essay is the analysis sometimes it's you know the review of lit it's all of that sort of super intellectual stuff that's you know the most important part but for readers who are coming into your work that introduction has to do so much and it has to do it so quickly if i if i don't know what's about by page 7 if i don't know what you're doing by page 3 if i don't know why i should care on page one, you, you've you lost me. So, you know, I need to know how is this relevant to me? You know, what type of intervention are you making in the conversation? How are you making that intervention? What am I going to get out of reading this thing? And so I think we all need to spend a lot more time working on those introductions. Article writing is not like mystery writing. You're not you know sort of solving everything at the end and and it's not a suspense right so you know you're not hinting around at your conclusions because if you do that we're going to be like just come out and tell us what your conclusions are right and then walk us through the process that got you there so work on the introduction and you know the reviewers you can you can almost guarantee that we will at least consider people in your work cited to to review your article you know, frequently we'll say, oh, this person would be good, or that person would be good, and we have an idea of who we want um, to review, but a lot of it comes from, okay, who are you citing, right, because these are the conversations that you're being becoming a part of, and we want to know how those people, not how they, they see your treatment of their work, but how they see your work contributing to that conversation, so I think that's really important to recognize that your reviewers are you've identified them for us. And recognize that if you get a revise and resubmit and reviewer two has the most comments, we're going to send your work back to reviewer two, right? If your reviewer one loved your work, then they're still going to love your work when it's revised. We want to know how well you did. And then the final thing I think I'll give is, but we have a lot of authors who get a revise and resubmit and never resubmit. Yeah, it's surprising, right? (laughs) because you've gotten to the point where the the editors have identified this is a work that probably fits in our journal, right? And, and the reviewers have given at least some positive feedback and they've given suggestions. And so you are over the first hurdle. So as hard as it is to look at those reviewers' feedback and figure out what to do with it, just do it, you know, revise it, send it to friends, send it back to us, because otherwise you're, you're just moving on and starting over at another journal. And we've already said, this looks okay to us. So, you know, we've had one article out of, well, more than 100 since we've taken on the journal that that we looked at it and the reviewers said, yeah, publish this with minor revisions. And we said, yeah, we're going to publish, like everything else is revised and resubmit, really. That one article is so far the only one that we've said, yeah, we're accepting it. They just nailed it. It shows where it's sort of entering the conversation. The article demonstrates the intervention that the author is making in the conversation. You know, there. I don't think their research was particularly huge or staggering, but they definitely acknowledged this is not, you no, know, this is not a gigantic study that's generalizable. But, you know, I think they they kept the boundaries of the research pretty clear and they admitted to those boundaries. You know, um, it's just something that you sort of open up the article and it reads like an article in your journal. I don't, I don't know. So that's why I think you have to, you have to read the articles in the journal. And, and I am a huge offender in this way. You know, I have definitely sent out articles to journals where I've been like, man, I have sent this thing out a hundred times and I can't get it to the next process. And just sort of targeting like, okay, this is a random one. Let's see how it goes. Right. And not reading enough right, and not really knowing, trying to place something and make something work in a journal that just doesn't do that type of